People, welcome back to another of the Arsenio Buck Show podcast, and welcome back to another Stephen Covey Restoring Relationship Trust. Oh, this is going to be a real good one. First and foremost, again, guys, man, so grateful for all of you, man. I love it. I mean, it's been three, it's been almost four years, and what I've always envisioned about this podcast having consistent plays, again, my ESL podcast is phenomenal beyond belief. Um, because it just has uh, just ridiculous downloads all the time. But this one is finally getting the attention it deserves. And finally, everything that I've invested my time and, you know, reshaping myself is possibly now beginning to reshape other people too. So I'm so grateful for all of you who are listening to me. Um, and it's just coming from a number of countries too. And it's just, it's not just like a one play, a one play. It's like 10 downloads from each country, including like hundreds by America. So man, I just want to say thank you. Thank you to all of you out there and be sure to follow me on all social media platforms in the description and be sure to rate me on Apple podcast too. That I would greatly appreciate that. <sighs> With that being said, another area that creates huge trust issues and personal relationships is money. Oh yeah, money. Look at the divorce, Jeff Bezos. How much did he have to give that woman? How much does she account for within the business? No offense to women or men or whatever. But anytime there's a divorce, just like Kobe Bryant, they have to give a substantial amount to the woman. And you know what? It all comes back to money. My mother, my father, big problem. Why money? You know what's even funnier? When I had a big, big problem that night where I was sleeping on a mattress away from my ex-girlfriend at the time in the heart of Melbourne CBD, her name was Beatrice Romeo. I'm so happy for her because I think she ended up getting married or something like that with this other guy. I think he's from Algeria. Who knows? But her being from Mauritius, we had a lot of, 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 a lot of problems. It's not even that. It's not even problems. It's just our personalities were different. I was always lively, full of love, and I could give a damn about being judged, but she was completely opposite. She was negative. She always complained. She never laughed, this, that, or a lot of different things, man. So when it came to her, I was like, you know what, man? Uh, this is not going to work. And I remember at the very, very end, she's like, oh, you should give me money back because uh, I paid for things more than blah, 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 blah. I'm like, huh? And so... With the money, oh my god, even, let's go back even 10 years further, the first ex, the first girlfriend I ever had, it was so funny, but, I, (laughs) in a wonderful conversation, oh, it was actually the worst conversation ever, they had these two fake mediators, one was named Monica, oh my, oh my god, these are the people I surrounded myself with 11 years ago, goodness gracious, but, um, I remember she said, oh, um, well, I don't have feelings for you anymore. And, you know, I've been seeing this other guy by Jordan. I was like, Jordan from the bookstore? She's like, yeah. I was like, what? Uh, and she told me, she's like, well, I just like being driven around in someone else's car. And I remember I replied. I was like, so you're a gold digger. Oh, my goodness. And that was the end. That was the end of all relationships. You know what I mean? But anyways, again, it that went back to, oh, this man doesn't have money, therefore he's not good enough. But this man who has come along, oh, he drives me around, therefore I have more feelings for him because he has a car and he has a vehicle. You see what I mean? The, 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 and that was years ago. Oh, my God. That was one of the greatest moments of my – well, actually, that was just – oh, my God. I was a child. I was 20 years old back then. Look at what's going on in my life now. But anyways, it came back to money. You know, if we look at uh, 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 di- uh, different relationships here in Thailand, it's a little bit different. But – Here in Thailand, it's also about money. See, I'm going to be honest with you. 
I think it's virtually impossible for me to marry a Thai woman. Why? Because they believe if I get married with them, I have to give a substantial amount of money to their family. Me, from my personal perspective, I believe that this is paying for property, and I just don't have that within my soul to say, oh, yes, oh, okay, so because, I have, uh, because I'm marrying you, I have to give your, your family money for you, right? A lot of people will say, no, it's the culture. Well, you know what? It's that, that right there, it feels like I'm paying for property. It feels like it's almost on an India-type level. No offense to my Indians. I know I got some wonderful Indian folks who listen to me. But it's just within my system. I, I can't pay for something like that. You know what I mean? It's kind of like the sex tourists who come here, and they pay obscene amounts of money, and they even pay for a woman to marry them and all that craziness. And it happens all around the world, too, not just here. Um, I can never do that because I feel that that's slavery. And you know what? Being That being in my blood, my ancestral blood from years ago... I just can't do that. So there's a big money problem, a money issue here in Thailand when, um, when, when it comes to even looking at things big picture. However, what I really loved just recently is when it came to my friend Anna, right? Me and her, when we went out, she's like, okay, I pay for this. And I was like, okay, I pay for this. I pay for this. I pay for this. I had an American friend uh, by the name of Elisa. You know, me and her, we always had a wonderful understanding of each other. Of each other. She's like, okay, I got the first round. You got the second round. Okay, I pay for this. I pay for this. I pay for this. I pay for this. There was never a money issue. We were always on the same wavelengths. But when it comes to relationship distrust and relationships falling apart in general, the majority of divorces in America and around the world have always stemmed from money. Now, again, it, 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 it could be caused by a lack of character. Okay, It could be selfish or impulsive spending. Now, this happened with this this weird guy I had before uh, th- th- this guy I used to work with his name was Ray, but oh my god what a what a what a what, uh, i th- I think I understood what hit I think he hated me to the core level to whereas he would create stories for me to get jealous about some of the most unbelievable stories that I actually believed he's like Arsenio, I met these two girls you know these university girls, and they wanted me to interview them at their uh at their apartment, and I'm like. Oh my god, really? At the time. And then then I realized, I was like, dude, you got three teeth. You're not handsome, but then again, you are Anglo. But, you know, he would create these things and, and within his mind. And then he said, oh yeah, five minutes later, you can imagine what was happening with the two girls. I'm like, wait, so a 45-year-old man, no problem with two 18-year-old girls, for reals? And they invited you to your apartment? Man, get the fuck out of here! I look at that now! But back then, I believed that shit. But anyways, let's get back to the story at hand. Him and his wife, his wife was an impulsive spender. She gambled an insane amount of money during the 2014 World Cup. He had problems with her, and obviously I didn't even know what his intention was when he first moved here anyways. He was in the hotel business back in England. So I'm like, why would you move here to Thailand, and why do you have this job getting paid this amount of money? And his wife, and then his wonderful child, she was a beautiful soul. And next, you know, his fall, his fall began and then he ended up disappearing from the school. I just hope he's in the best. I just hope, I hope the best for him. I, I really, really hope he's in a good place now. But um, anyways, you could imagine going into a relationship, getting married with a woman. I don't know how long he knew her for, but then he, he ended up finding out that she was an impulsive spender. You know, so she made the attempt to restrict the access to that type of money. Because she was an, an impulsive spender, right? Or maybe even efforts to hide spending from a person. 
And it could also be from a lack of competence or experience in money management. This, these are very, very. Uh, if, if you, I'm telling you, man, these are red flags. Before you get in a relationship, like, oh, I'm gonna go to the market. I'm gonna go shopping, 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 shopping. I'm like, uh, red flag, red flag, red flag, red flag. I'm like, what the hell are you buying all this for? God damn it, I haven't bought a shirt. I have not bought a dress shirt in three years. Okay, in three years. I haven't bought socks in about four years. I know it sounds gross, but trust me, I wash them all the time. It's all good. Uh, I just bought my first pair of shoes in about two, uh, in about three years. I don't care about materialism, but a lot of women here in Thailand and around the world, they do. And so you have to figure that out. Now, you guys are probably wondering, okay, Arsenia, I get it. What's a way to restore that type of spending, that type of trust, whatever it may be? And this is what I'm going to talk about right now. I'm going to give you a story from Stephen Covey's book. And I'm going to quote the hell out of this right now. So here we go. This is a woman. For years, my husband and I had problems managing our money. We would agree to spend our money in a certain way. Then he would come home with some new thing we hadn't agreed on. It was very frustrating, and I eventually withdrew emotionally as a financial partner. Over time, however, we both came to realize that this situation was negatively affecting the trust in our relationship, and we decided to change. How? He worked on being more responsible to act based on our agreements. Key word. I worked on expressing my opinions better. Key phrase. And participating more fully in financial decisions. Huh? Key compound adjective. And together we became involved in learning more about good financial habits, including budgeting and investing. Ah, that's the result. So it's taken quite... A while to shift old habits, but through it all, we've become amazingly close and more unified in our financial values, goals, and habits. Three key words. In fact, I'd say now, financial units is one of our strengths. Doing something together that was this challenging has created even strong bonds of trust in our entire relationship. So in saying all of that, she stated her problems, but then there were key words and phrases that you can see on my blog that I'm going to post shortly after this that they ended up taking. Having that sit down and agreeing and, and making agreements on financial decisions like, you know what, listen, I'm going to be honest with you. From my perspective, I feel that I'm putting more into this than you are and then you're becoming, you're becoming a spender rather than consulting me about it. Uh, maybe maybe we could come to terms and agreements. Okay, hey, okay, what is it you want to buy? Is it something that we need or is it something that you want? You see what I mean? Having those conversations, extremely important. Also, developing habits and finding out financial values between the two of you, right? So how do you value what your goals are? What is it that you're trying to invest in? What is it that you're trying to save? These are all key words and phrases that you need to understand and say to yourself, okay, all right, so our uh, I value it because of this, and okay, I value it because of this, and what are our financial goals? Our goals to do this, our goals to do that. Let's invest into this. Let's figure out about this and that. Do everything in a collaborative way. That's how you could go from any kind of financial hardship within a relationship to ultimately, you know, basically 
being able to talk to one another on a routine basis about goals and money and investing and saying to yourself, hey, let's not buy this, let's not buy that. Some people say, no, it's too difficult. No, my wife always said this is because you have financial distrust within your relationship. And now you are getting a hard dose of the University of Hard Knocks. And now it's time to confront, well, thereafter, it's time to confront the reality that shit isn't working. So let's start working on it. Have that heart talk, as Jack Canfield would say. Sit down and figure out what values both of you have in terms of finances. And then from there, you'll be able to start making agreements. You'll be able to say, okay, let's figure out, okay, I make this much, okay, this and that. Go over everything that most rel- most people don't go over. I know a lot of you are out there, oh, the man's supposed to pay for everything. I don't believe in all that bullshit. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. Now, unless the man's a millionaire, the other girl makes probably, what, $3,000 a month. Okay. But, again, if you make the same wage, let's just say uh, in Thai, uh, let's say in the U.S. Uh, dollars, 2000 2000 3000 4000 $5,000, $5,000, $5,000, $5,000, $5,000, $5,000, $5,000, $5,000, $5,000, $5,000, $5,000, $5,000, $5,000, $5,000, $5,000, $5,000, $5,000, $5,000, $5,000, $5